Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. We're doing the live Saturday edition of the program. As always, you can take control of these airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's one 450 And joining you this evening, as always, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. Do head on over there and enjoy the features that we have for you for free on the site. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, unlike those other talk show hosts, you don't have to pay four, five, six, seven, eight bucks a month to get into our website. The site is completely on the house. So enjoy over at freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content of the site. So the stuff you see on it is actually added by listeners just like you. Maybe it was you. Uh, you can go and add uh, something to the site. You can submit show prep, as it's called, and then add in whether it's a YouTube video or maybe some news article or blog post. Whatever you think our listeners will enjoy, you add it to the site and then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion over at freetalklive.com. Let's jump right into your calls. Talk to Jay to start things out here tonight, listening in South Carolina. Jay, what's on your mind tonight? You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Pleasure to talk to y'all. What's on your mind, um, Jay? Um, I wanted to uh, talk about, uh, I guess, child molesting. Um, oh, there's, dear. There's a, local, there's a local story um, in Charleston about a guy that's much like the Sandusky case. Okay. And he was, he was you know, headed up southern camps. He was a teacher. He was a coach. And um, evidently, he uh, this came out, uh, like I say, about the same time the Sandusky case did. But... He was showing, you know, pornographic videos, um, you know, I guess masturbating with these, with these kids. But they were, they were from 13 to 16. And you said this is a summer camp? Yeah, it, it happened all over. When, 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 the case, when the first case came out, it snowballed. You know, then it was just like all over. Every, every, of these, every jurisdiction around here has, has cases against them, you know, three or four of the jurisdictions around Charleston. Yeah. Anyway, when you find out a guy's a guy usually doesn't a person doesn't usually do this one time, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and when the the first one happened, then all of a sudden they just came out of the woodwork. And this, you know, happened over several years. The guy's, you know, 32 now. I guess it's been happening since he was, you know, in his early 20s. He was a cadet at the Citadel. It even happened there some too, which is which made it a little bit worse, you know, around here too because the Citadel is, you know, a big deal. Upstanding, you know, place. Citadel. Anyway, isn't that like a military school or yes. something like that? It's a military school in Charleston. It's you know prestigious. You know, it's 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 a big deal here. Um, Got it. So this anyway, guy's been doing this not, for over a decade, and he's been engaging with. And you said primarily teenagers, thirteen to sixteen. Thirteen to sixteen. I think there may have been one that may have been twelve or something like that. But I, none that I read read you know any younger than that. Okay. Well. And, you know, it's, it's a daily story in our, in our newspaper. You know, it's just one thing after the other. And I'm telling you what, you know, I comment on the, in the paper sometimes, but, you know, on, online. But I, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm almost scared to comment on this. I mean, th- these people that are commenting and on the local radio shows are ready to hang this guy. Hmm. I mean, they are just, I mean, you would think he's Adolf Hitler. And I just, I mean, I'm not defending the guy. You know, what he did was probably a bad decision but i don't think he's a monster either i mean there was not there was not been one story of him forcing anybody to do anything i haven't heard that at all now if that's the case i am you know that's that's terrible it's a bad thing to do let me get let me get let me get it straight though he's uh some kind of softball coach or something little league coach 
Yeah, something like that. He, he was he was a coach for several different things. You know, he was just he was just all over the community. You know, it was just seemed like he did everything. So, camp like counselor, next, next softball coach, yeah. etc., showing right. teenagers pornography, male or female, male, he, male, self pleasure, self pleasuring with them. Did he have sex with them as well? No, that has not come out at all. If he has, it hadn't come out in the paper, and that's what I'm saying. It's no, it's not a forced thing, and. I just – I don't understand how – Has he been charged with you know, something? Just want to be clear. Has he, has he been charged? Sounds like lewd and lascivious to me. Oh, yeah. He's in, he's in, he's in jail. He's uh-huh. in jail, and he has just, like, multiple counts. I mean, the counts just keep piling up every, every, every day, it seems like. So, uh, so he's in jail, and, I mean, these people, they are just ready to, to just – well, the biggest problem I have with this is that, um, you know, when, when somebody uses a position of power to get to young people and get and, and sort of monopolize their time and, and then, uh, you know, uses that position to satisfy their, their sexual needs is, or, you know, desires or whatever they are. That's, for me, the, the, the weirdest part. I mean, when you've got. Uh, is being a softball coach really a position of power, though? I- yeah, I, it is. I, I mean, like you're telling is. them what to do. Go out and run laps. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if somebody can tell you to run laps, then they're they're in a position of power. Also, I, I, mean, I don't know how old I don't know how old these kids are, but he said 13 to 16, 13 to 16. He said that there might have been a case of 12. And, you know, you're you're starting to get into real concern for me. Now, if you're talking about a 16 year old and, um, you know, a 22 year old, because you said this went over, uh, you know, 20, or, excuse me, 10 years and he's 32. You know, I that that's one thing for me. If you're talking about a 32-year-old and a 13-year-old, um, and the 32-year-old was the 13-year-old's little league coach, I got a problem with that. Um, I mean, well, it may right. be inappropriate. I mean, for but, the position, but, a lot but of it's not molestation. Things, a lot of people will say things like, "We should." kill him that's crazy and i don't think that that's an appropriate punishment maybe he for should lose like, his job or you know be ostracized to some extent well that's such, that's always your community. answer i mean i think that i what's think that your answer i think that there's always uh, you know i mean i think that at some point or another when it comes to sexual crimes there's a there's a, a a point where a person needs to be separated from society what's the crime here um, if you're talking about young people under the tutelage of a of a uh, you know an authority figure, it's not a, it's not a crime, and he he's he's engaging in behavior which you can make the argument that I think that it's inappropriate for his position as a uh, camp counselor or a baseball coach or something like that. Uh, but it's no crime. I mean, no one has been aggressed against. Um, I think that I, th- I think we can we can establish that young people at some point or another are too young to make a sexual decision. My three and a half year old is I too think that's young true. to make that decision. And I don't think that to- generally applies to teenagers, though. I think yeah, that uh, and, and many think- of them are able to make those decisions. Whether those they decisions do- are correct or not is another question. They certainly do make those decisions. And one, but one needs to, when when you're talking about power, that throws in a different dynamic. You know, if it's a little league and maybe this kid this this young uh, boy you know young man wants to go on and be a baseball yeah. uh, you know star then he thinks to himself that this is the very best way to do that he's making a decision based not upon what he wants to do sexually sure but, but I, I mean no, that's an I, awful lot of gay kids for a uh, little look, league I understand what you're saying there and I, like I said I think that using power in that way is inappropriate but it's not a crime I think I think it I think that misusing power um, you know falls into the area so of is crime. it a crime when uh, somebody moves out to Hollywood and sleeps their way up the the ranks of the movie industry? I I don't think so. 
Well, why would it be a crime if somebody slept their way up the ranks through the little league? I think that it's, or whatever you know the camp. I think that some want to be a counselor. You have to uh, do do a couple things. I in think order that to get there. Uh, in you know in in you know, that that young people don't understand the dynamics that go into adult mm-hmm. sexual relationships. Think, huh? I think a thirteen year old can decide to have sex with a thirteen year old, a fourteen year old, a fifteen year old, maybe even twelve year old or something like that. But they can't really decide to have sex with a thirty two year old that's their baseball coach. So what's the crime? The, the crime is, uh, you know, the, the uh, essentially what comes down to is statutory rape. Oh, so you're behind statutory rape? Now. I, I, I don't know that I, I've never been not behind statutory really? rape, and I don't know where I don't know where you got this idea. Well, statutory rape. I think usually that there are is... a lot of problems with the statutory rape, yeah. cri- uh, uh, you know, statutes in this country. Wow. So, so you're saying that even if people are consenting to an act, it should be illegal? I think that you have a that there's a you just admitted that some people some people of some ages cannot consent. Did Jay, you not? Do, Jay? Do you think there's a crime here? Well, I, I don't really know. I guess it depends on, on the, the, the exact action that took place. But, Mark, I agree with you that this, this is – I don't think this is a good thing. I think it's a, it's a weird situation. I, I don't like him using power to do that. And maybe there is a crime there if, if certain things took place. But the things that have come out in the paper just has not – it's just it's, – it's always been just like a – you know, just like masturbation or, or maybe just, you know, you're right, just using using power. But, but what I also wanted to bring up was... Tell I mean, you what, bring that up in a moment. What's this guy's name, by the way, so I can look for this information? It's uh, Skip Reville, R-E-V-I-V-I-L-L-E. Okay, thanks. Uh, Jay, hang on. We'll bring you back here in a moment. Also, we'd love to get you and uh, on the line here with your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Is this behavior child molestation? Free time. I can truthfully say that verbalsurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. Verbalsurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some verbalsurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com where you can uh, get all kinds of features for free like our news updates. Get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever works best for you. It's all there and free, of course, news.freetalklive.com. Do you not have enough time to read books anymore? I mean, I know this is true for me. Uh, audiobooks have solved my problem. They're a great way to get in the reading that I want to do without having to carve out time in my day to do it. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information, entertainment, uh, and entertainment. They've got uh, you know all the categories that when you go to the bookstore, they've got all those categories. They've got tens of thousands of books over there in all kinds of different categories. I'm looking right here at uh, Michael Donnelly, Michael, excuse me, Michael Conley's The Drop, uh, new fiction book that uh, you know. 
could could very well interest you. Uh, they you can get it free or any other book by just going to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. It's Audible's Christmas gift to you. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL is in Free Talk Live. All right, so we're going to continue here. Uh, Jay is on the line with us in South Carolina, introducing us to a story I hadn't come across yet about this uh, Skip Reville character, Lewis Skip Reville, apparently his name, who has been is now facing several uh, counts of various different child molestation, I think, related charges here. We can get some more information about his case in a moment for uh, basically being a counselor at a summer camp, among other things. It's been mentioned that he's been perhaps a sports coach. Uh, just kind of involved in uh, you know young people's kinds of activities and engaging in sexual activity with uh, teenagers. And I think it appears to be all boys, but I again, I haven't had a chance to really dig into this. But Jay, are you still with us? Yes, I am. All right, so you wanted to say something there before we were going to break, so go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, you know, uh, we had talked about the case, but, but why do you think that, um, well, just to bring up this, I heard Mark bring up before that, you know, Loretta Lynn was married at 13, yep. and, uh, you know, looking in, looking in more into that, uh, Elvis Presley, when he was 23, was dating Priscilla when she was 13. It's true. Jerry Lee, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, I think his second cousin that he married was 13. Yep. Yes. Why do you think that it was sort of okay then, and then now it is just like outrage, oh, and I think- just- People ready to hang. I think, to you know, some extent, it's the wife. commitment level. Um, you know, if if you're talking about you know some you know, a cultural situation where people decide to uh, marry younger, you know, young women decide to marry slightly older, somewhat older men, and that sort of situation, that people can see the commitment level of uh, what they what? would otherwise consider the molester. No. That would not go. To, that would not fly today, Mark. Because no, before you get to the point of the marriage, legal, it wouldn't fly under the legal system. No, no, no. I mean culturally, because before you can get to the point of marriage, you have to have dating and you have to have you know spending time together. Like these people didn't just run into one another one day and commit well, to marriage. And also, there's um, in as far as I know, in all of those situations, and this is the the point that I've been making all along is the predators. Look for positions of power. Um, I mean, you'll note that this young man decided to, uh, you know, go into the citadel, and he, you know, he that's a the a gover- the government is a position of power. Then he goes in and he decides to be a, uh, a uh, baseball the coach. Citadel government run. The, the Citadel. You, I when, thought it was a private military once, school. Once you be, are, once you get, uh, you know, you're an officer, then you certainly are have a government position. I mean, are you saying that an officer in the military is not a, a, a position of power? Right. I, I didn't. I was okay. not aware the Citadel was a government. I'm not claiming school. that the Citadel is a government gotcha. operation. I'm claiming that the that the graduates go on to do governmental work if they, you know, do mm-hmm. if if they go into the military. Yeah. Also, then he they, was Elvis a, in a position of power. That's the difference that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about. It's one thing if, you know, the 20-year-old in the neighborhood begins talking to the 13-year-old in the neighborhood and they strike up a relationship and, you know, that kind of thing. That's one thing. Another thing entirely if the baseball coach is uh, apparently doing orgies with all of his uh, young hitters. Well, I don't think that uh, that would be very popular today. Anyway, you slice it, Mark. Just oh, because I'm not people... claiming that it would be popular. I'm just telling you that what I can what I consider to be a difference. I consider predators people that look for position of power, and those are people that I'm extraordinarily suspect of. I'm not claiming that every saying. baseball coach out there is a sexual uh, predator, and I think that's the single biggest disservice that this young man has done is he's besmirched baseball coaches. 
Okay, well, I, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but Jay's question was, you know, why was it okay back then versus today? And it, those things wouldn't be seen as okay today, whether they're, community. whether they're in a position of power or not. But Mark, generally, you know, 20-somethings dating 13-year-olds uh, and planning to marry them probably wouldn't be very popular today. I they don't would, know how popular it was um, in Elvis' and Jerry Lee Lewis's day and Loretta Lynn's day. I don't Lynn's either, but Elvis wasn't run out of town on a rail, and neither was Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people ended up, you know, I don't know what times they met their uh, ladies as, you know, compared to their careers. I'm not, not going to go out on that limb. Uh, but, you know, they, they did all right, and they weren't ostracized. So I think that, uh, Jay, to, for me to answer that question, I think it has to do with this kind of childification of America, for lack of a better term, where essentially uh, there's a certain group of people in society who believe that youth should stay as young as possible for as long as possible. They should stay kids forever or as long as we can possibly keep them childlike. And so they come up with rules like, well, you can't work until you're 16. Or if I guess some kids can work at 14 or 15, but there's severe restrictions on that. Yeah, I started so working at 12. You can't work until you're X age and you can't drink until you're 21 and you can't drive until you're 16 and you can't do this and you can't do this. So they come with all these rules and they give people disincentives to mature. They come up with these rules that essentially, if you went to work at 12, Mark, that was a very maturing process for you. And I know yes. it was for me when was I was It was more maturing than the teenage sex I have, I can tell you that. I bet it was. And so uh, so I think that uh, young people being allowed to uh, to mature at their own pace, and I think normally when you're growing up, you want to be seen as an adult. I remember when uh, when I was younger, I didn't want the, my parents to order me the kid's meal at a certain point. I was, uh, <laughs> I was embarrassed by that. And, uh, you know, so I wanted to... To be like an adult. But if you're in a society which treats you as a teenager, treats you as a child, then it shouldn't be a surprise when teenagers, and in, this, in some cases 20-somethings, act like children. So what you really could be dealing with here is a, a young male who, as you said, is only in his early 30s right now. A young male, let's say he started this at maybe 18 or 19 or 20 when he was, because you know, when you're a camp counselor, I've been on summer camps camp before. Counselor too? Yeah, that's where a lot of this happened, Mark. Swell. Uh, so, so when you're a camp counselor, those are the age ranges that you are. And he may simply be, you know, a very young-minded person. He may not have matured hardly at all. I mean, a lot of these people in, in college act like children. I mean, we were just talking about this last night where the uh, the gun issue on campus, guns on college campus, a lot of these college uh, students are saying, well, it shouldn't be allowed to happen because these are adolescent teenagers. The point I'd also like to talk kids. about um, and to mention in this is that this is a violation of contract. These parents didn't send their kids to this uh, little league in order to get molested by this guy. And I think that that's a, a, an egregious act. And in, if, you don't, if you don't think it's part of the contract, look, it's not in the contract when I send my dog to the groomer, but I don't expect the groomer to do something whole, beasti- bestial thing to it either. Jay, that's uh, that's my answer for you. I hope that helps, and I thank you for bringing this up here. We'll dig into it a little bit further in a moment here. Thanks for the call at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You're welcome to weigh in. one 855 450 is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Thetis Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Live Saturday edition of the program. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include our listening options. Head on over, and you can get access 24-7 to the latest episode of Free Talk Live, which can be very useful when I blow it uh, with the archives and forget to put the archive up, uh, as I did last night. Did you? Yeah, I forgot up until uh, today when you reminded me at around noon, and then I didn't get around to it, unfortunately, for a while after that. Um, but the art, the streams don't require any action on my part. They're automated, so uh, you can always listen to our streams and get the latest episode that way over at listen.freetalklive.com. The archive from last night is now up, and it was pretty much three hours about guns on campus. It was a full show. It's very rare that we'll end up staying on a, a one topic for a full show. Well, the archive doesn't end up being three hours. The show's three True. hours. It ends up being two after you, they, they cut out all the... Thank you of, for that, uh, Mark. Yeah. You're right. It is two hours of solid News talk content uh, about not having guns or having guns or weapons on campus. So feel free to go and grab that up. And also you can listen in uh, via our streams, our over 100 great radio stations, XM Satellite Radio. we got two channels up there as well as free-to-air satellite in addition to our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. So head over to listen.freetalklive.com. The the phone lines here are brought to you by SACL CAI. It's a company that does accounts receivable for businesses. It can do it for your business. SACL's been a sponsor of Free Talk Live for a very long time. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty. Big supporter of Free Talk Live. Go check them out. Uh, their banner is the top one on the right-hand side of the page at freetalklive.com. All right. So we're we're talking about – actually, we weren't going to go this way, but Free Talk Live, open phones. You can bring anything up, and I think this is certainly an, an unusual discussion that we're having. It's uh, about this male uh, in his early 30s, uh, Lewis Skip Reville. It's happening in South Carolina where he is in jail at the moment uh, facing several charges as I understand it. Uh, he taught school, this from uh, postingcourier.com, he taught school, led sports teams, guided Bible studies, and took kids into his home as a foster parent. This guy is a creep. What do we tell you about foster parents on this show? Well, uh, you know, I... You've got to look I, out for them. I don't know. I mean, I, my wife and I have looked into being foster parents. There's do you some think good ones out there. do something like that? I didn't say all foster parents are like this. I just no. said you've got to look out for you them. Got, indeed. You have to look out for anybody who is going to take a position where they're... Um, I mean, because the... Uh, you know, uh, sex is uh, repressed in the way it is in this country. Yeah. Um, you have to watch out for anybody who's trying to get close to teenagers. Now, I'd like to make a distinction here. Uh, there's a distinction between people that have sex with children and people who have sex with teenagers. But people most people don't make that term, decision. People will often, often use the term predif- uh, excuse me, pedophile. A pedophile specifically is a person who has sex with children. Un- someone pre- under puberty. Pubescent children. Yeah. Whereas an ephibiophile is somebody who has sex with, um, you know, who wants to have sex is with, attracted uh, to. is attracted to teenagers. Now, what we would have called this a couple of hundred years ago is normal. Yeah. And well, that's what's so upsetting to me about this is because I think that uh, there's been this progression, and I touched on it before the break, where this society, this one in particular, because in some places around the world, this would still be normal. You know, people, you know, in other societies having sex with younger people of the teenage, you know, past puberty kind of age is not unusual. And it wasn't unusual just a few decades ago in, in this country, but there has been this progression to keep young people childlike. 
and it's disturbing. It comes from the certain position of these do-gooders who believe that there's this real value in being a child and, and not having anything to worry about well, and not having responsibility. And no, no, no. These people exist. They do. These are they the people exist. that pass the laws that force kids to not work. The, the reason why they don't want kids working is because they feel like they're not ready. Some they of shouldn't them don't be want getting them working, into the adult world. Some of them don't want them working because they don't want competition for adults in those well, same jobs. There's that too, Mark. You're right. And th- those are the unions that uh, get very upset about uh, young people working and all that. So I think that's a factor too. Uh, but there are the do-gooders out there that believe that there's this vision for children that they have where you should stay childlike for as long as possible. As if being a child was that great. age 30. Yeah. Right. Well, no, it is. They, they have this vision for what they had, the life they had when they were a child, and they want to make sure it's extended as long as possible. Because who doesn't want to go and play hide-and-seek and play tag for, the, for as many years as possible? Well, I think that they like what, um, what they see among children. But, I mean, as a child, what I wanted to be was an adult. Right. But when you tell teenagers who want to be adults that they can't, Oh, no. I'm sorry, sweetie. You can't you're see that only movie. 14. Right. There's that, too. We didn't even mention movies. Uh, you're only 14, and we just can't hire 14-year-olds. Well, why is that? Well, because the law prevents us. Otherwise, we'd have no problem with it. Right. I mean, I started Someone's working Someone's going to bag 12. the damn groceries. Uh, you know, and, and the, it's, it's really funny, but I mean, I started working at 12 years old, and it taught me probably more than I learned in school at that time. Absolutely, it's incredibly value to get uh, you know valuable to get kids, uh, teenagers out into the workforce simply because it gets them away from. They can afford a afford the low wages, which the low wages they're exchanging to some extent training for wages, Um, and they need the training. They need to be taught that you show up at work on time, you smile at customers, you treat them well, and do all the things that um, one needs to to learn when one goes to work. It cuts down crime as well, if you think about that. Oh sure, uh, because teenagers. Historically, the reason why they do a lot of crimes, they're bored. they got nothing to do. They're right. teenagers. They can't work. We need tax money into midnight basketball in order to uh, stop crime. Right. So instead of being at a job, or, you know, having responsibilities, they're forced by the law to have no responsibilities. And so, therefore, they act accordingly. So, again, treat teenagers like children, and you'll have childlike teenagers. Treat teenagers like adults, and you'll have more adult-like teenagers. Seems like an obvious choice it to me. It does seem obvious. And I think parents should be able to make this choice on their own. If they want to shelter their child and they want to keep them safe from experiencing the real world, that's their business. It's their family. They can set whatever rules they want. What I object to is them setting their rules for every single family out there. And preventing young people from maturing at an earlier age. Because literally, you do have college kids that act like they're 13. You've got that out there. And you've there. got 13-year-olds that are at college. And it really just depends on how the family wants to uh, to organize itself. Let's talk to Chris. He's listening to Extreme Talk up on XM Satellite Radio. Chris, you're in South Carolina on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, good evening, fellas. What's on yeah, your mind? Yeah, first-time listener, actually. But uh, you pinged you a string with me on that call. Uh, I really kind of believe that uh, some of the liberal thought process that's taken root, and we've seen it in the indoctrination in our school, is the longer that you can keep people infantile, the more dependent they are as adults on the government. Mm. So you are therefore breeding this kind of expanded government, and people are much more willing to accept it. You know, everybody's heard the old adage. 
Get the use, and you don't have it. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, I it's speculation, but it doesn't sound like it's too far out of the the realm of possibility to me. I mean, I think that some people probably really do want folks completely dependent upon the government because that way we can make the sort of one uh, homogenous society where everybody acts the same. And that way, we can all drive the same cars and wear the same clothes. And I mean, people really do have visions like this. Well, I tend to agree with that statement, although I don't know if it is exclusively a liberal thing. Uh, I mean, I think that also this childification of America, you can tra- trace back to social conservatives who are very, uh, you know, hand-wringing when it comes to things like sex and introducing young people to sexual ideas and trying to protect them uh, from that information. And I think that, uh, that I think that can manifest in some very dangerous ways as well. So I think that anyone that's trying to, con- you know, trying to affect the lives of young people and, and mold them in the way that they think is uh, is appropriate, I think can have some real deli- effects. Uh, no, I'll have to agree with you on the sexual component. I was speaking more to the, the work ethic type thing, because yeah. I'm sure kind of like you guys. I'm 46 years old. Uh, my allowance ran out real early, as soon as I was old enough to cut a lawn behind a lawn mm-hmm. <laughs> So if I wanted something, I went out and earned it. Yeah, right. And you we know, just don't if, see enough of that anymore. If a kid wanted to do that and a government agent found out about them mowing lawns for money, I mean, they'd make sure that the lawnmower had uh, you know plastic blades instead of metal <laughs> ones. I mean, like, can you imagine the level of regulation? They can only cut for 45 minutes and they my have play to sit school down. lawnmower. The, the lemonade well, you give them have has to have, have a, a certain amount of... License. What's, what's business that? license, yeah. Right, right. Hey, Chris, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. You're welcome to chime in here with this discussion about the childification of America and how dangerous it is uh, to youth because it keeps them childlike and therefore they're unable to act like adults because, well, they're told it's illegal. It's Free Talk Live. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Talk Live, live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 855-453-1855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Mark. And you, of course, can join us on the phones. You can also join us online over at freetalklive.com. And freetalklive.com has all kinds of features. In fact, if you enjoy the fact that the website's free, well, you can always send some money to us through the AMP program. It's uh, amp.freetalklive.com. It's all at three bucks a month. And it allows you special access to the AMP Only Forum as well as the AMP Only Podcast and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board. Holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift that you can give your family and friends is peace of mind. Destabilizing events are happening around the world, whether it's unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters. That's just to name a few. You can get prepared and protect your family today. For my preparation, I choose WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual Mylar pouches that carry a 25-year shelf life. They come in a, a plastic tote. You prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water, 
You can visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today to request a free entree sample. I mean, what? how can you go wrong with a free sample? All you have to do is call 855-FOODWISE or visit wisefoodstorage.com. Use coupon code FTL to get the free sample, no-cost shipping, 10% off any order. That's coupon code FTL at 855-FOODWISE um, or uh, you know, wisefoodstorage.com. All right, our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. And, of course, we'll continue uh, with you and your thoughts here in a moment. <laughs> Something went down the wrong uh, the wrong pipe for me, Mark. Did you have a little sip there and it went down the uh, the, the wrong, the wrong tube? Know. What are you going to do, you know? I mean, you I could to... die. Yeah, well, um, I don't think so. <clears throat> on the air. <clears throat> anyway. Isn't that the way to, uh, a radio guy wants to go? I suppose. Doing what you love. <clears throat> We've been talking about uh, what is alleged to be child molestation. And I think that uh, what we're, uh, we're talking about here is a 30-something-year-old man, uh, 32, who has done everything in, uh, I guess, South Carolina, somewhere in South Carolina, uh, from uh, coach, uh, coaching sports to guiding teaching Bible church, studies yeah. to uh, teaching school to being a camp counselor. It's disturbing. <clears throat> Authorities say he used uh, that access to carry out dark fantasies with adolescent boys. Just how many remains unclear at this point. Uh, Mount Pleasant police have charged a 32-year-old educator with molesting five teenagers. But investigators have indicated that more counts are on the way as Revile, or Reveal rather, Skip Reveal, is confessing. So there's more counts coming. His reach extended over years, this story from PostingCourier.com, and across county lines from the rigid confines of the Citadel to suburban corners of Somerville and beyond. He literally had hundreds of youths at his fingertips. But just how did he keep his sexual advances secret in a region well-versed in the threat of molestation? The area has seen a string of coaches, teachers, ministers, and priests charged with similar crimes, including infamous predator Eddie Fisher, who molested more than 40 students during his teaching career. Charleston is also home to Darkness to Light, a national group that has trained some 300,000 people in ways to prevent child sexual abuse. Despite these efforts and high-profile arrests, new molestation cases come along all the time. In part, that's because predators are crafty, manipulative, and adept at covering well, their tracks. In part, it is turned into a society where uh, you know parents are encouraged to turn their kids over to other people. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's really a it's not a common situation where my three and a half year old son is turned over to somebody else. My wife takes care of him the vast majority of the time, and I think that at one point in American culture. That was the norm. And I'm not saying that you're bad or wrong if you do things differently than they do in my family, but you have to understand that there are consequences. Well, some um, families feel like they have to have both parents working because they have so many damn taxes to pay. Yeah, certainly, it costs a lot to live. Um, there's, there's no doubt about it. But when you only have one parent working, it costs less for lunches. I mean, you know, often that uh, the, the stay-at-home parent will do the, the lunch making and send them off. I mean, there, there are ways to cut down on costs. You don't have the you don't have the wardrobe that you used to. Uh, you can sell a car, and you don't have the uh, costs for insurance and registration and all that stuff too. Early warning signs seem to have emerged in reveals past, including a 2007 complaint from a summer camper at the Citadel about inappropriate behavior on reveals part. A former official at the Pinewood Preparatory School in Somerville, where he taught and coached for four years, said faculty and parents there talked about his odd predilection for spending copious time with boys aged 12 to 14. Mm. It appears that none of this information was passed on to future employers. 
but the folks in Mount Pleasant where, well, by the way, maybe that's because there are all these federal regulations and state regulations that restrict what employers can tell one another. Do you know that when you when you go into you know when you're putting an application in mm-hmm. you list your your previous references there when they call those previous references they're only so much information that they're legally able to retrieve I think one of the questions is would you hire this person again if I'm not mistaken is what you get away with I, I believe that's like one of the legal questions and it's like but usually a yes or no they can't get into detail it, about why to some ex- to some extent it's not just legal it's sort of a, a dodge of the um, you know the the litigious area i mean it's not actually set in law it's more like precedent and what have juries decided and things like that is that and true because I, I believe there are legal restrictions uh, uh, on what cert- you can and can't ask certainly it. um i'm sure there certainly are some regulations i don't know i haven't yeah. looked into this deeply i wouldn't doubt that at someone all. in management but- is welcome to call in and reveal that because uh my, my ex-girlfriend was in management and she made it seem like it was incredibly onerous to try to get information about employees but she's probably only getting her information from the company and the company's lawyers are saying well oh, this is kind of dangerous you know juries have uh, done this that and the other and i th- frankly think juries um are, you know although they sound like a really great idea you know the fourth branch of the government checks and balances and all that stuff i i frankly think that they aren't that valuable i think they're they're dangerous so folks in mount pleasant where reveal made himself a ubiquitous president presence in youth sports said they didn't see the scandal coming at all the revelations about reveal have shaken fellow coaches and left parents wondering just who they can trust with their kids and excuse me, I guess I'm pronouncing it wrong. Ravel is how you pronounce it, is a California native. Uh, and by most accounts, he distinguished himself at the military college where he was an English major, led Bible studies, worked as a camp counselor, chaired the school's honor committee uh, his senior year. And that same year received the Algernon Sidney Sullivan Award in recognition of high thought and noble endeavor. Hmm. Ravel, who Must be helping kids. aspired to attend seminary school and become a middle school teacher got his first break at Pinewood, where he worked as an English teacher and basketball coach. He was well-liked among many parents, and some withdrew their children when his contact wasn't renewed, said contract. A, contract, thank yep. you, says a former Pinewood official who spoke on the condition of anonymity. So he made connections. He, uh, he you know, integrated himself in the community and was, uh, you know, made himself seem very trustworthy. There was just idle talk about how he put himself around 12 to 14-year-old boys all the time, said one official. There was talk. Isn't it weird that he does that, they said. Hmm. Pinewood's head of school and its board president didn't return calls for comment. The year after he left the school, one of Reville's former uh, campers accused him of inappropriate behavior at the Citadel camp. The school has said the incident didn't involve physical contact, but officials have refused to release the details. He continued to be drawn to young boys as he cycled through a variety of coaching and educational roles at private schools, churches, and recreational programs. Most of his employers did background checks, which came back clean, and he left various positions with favorable reviews. He seemed to be particularly... uh, He's a nice molester. ...to particularly blossom in Mount Pleasant, a tight-knit... Well, again, Mark, I, I'm sorry. If it's if it's not forced, it's at this not point, molestation. Well, at this point, there's no evidence of uh, the you know. And the thing is, I this is where you and I are uh, deviating on this one, my friend. Is when it's a situation of power. You're talking about a teacher, a coach, um, a Sunday school uh, teacher. These kind of things. You're talking about people that have you know power over other folks, then the dynamics of what is force changes. Are you telling me when the tax... the freedom to walk away, I'm not done here. When the IRS sends you a notice that says you need to pay a certain amount of money, um, is that force or not? 
It's forced because they're threatening you with a cage. And you don't know what um, this, these, you know, the young people, you don't know what's going through their mind. Oh, will I move up in the little league? Will I get a good it grade in this class? doesn't matter what's going through their mind. There's either force involved or not. I'm not telling you it's it's okay. Look, okay, I'm not know, saying it's all right. I think it's it's tacky you know, and it's, when, it's whatever wrong. Ha- what happened to you in way. your neighborhood was not a forced situation. You know, I mean, a young man. That's right. I had an incident with, uh, with a neighbor when I was uh, growing up. Uh, you know, and you, I completely understood what I was doing, and I was eleven. Right, right. I understand you were. You know, I get it. And he was sixteen, and which is a pretty big age disparity. I mean, almost you know fifty percent older than yeah, me. It's a it's a big difference. But in that situation, he was not a person in you know sort of he a had things I position, wanted position of power. Indeed, and you know well, sex, why is that not a position of power? If you're holding out things that someone wants and they jump through certain sexual hoops in order to attain them, are you not holding power? For to some one extent? thing, the the, the child's parent isn't paying to send them um, over to your, that kid's house. All of it's house. irrelevant. It's, it's all irrelevant. It's relevant. As long as you have the freedom to walk away, you aren't being forced. You know, you're, but you're talking about young people that don't have this kind of information. Oh, sure, you're talking about a breach of contract. I could have walked when away I send a kid thing. to school, I do not expect them to come and home having seen send the, the teacher uh, masturbating. 450 free. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You haven't convinced me. There's force involved here, though. Hour two's next. This is Free Talk Live. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Live Saturday edition of the program. Second hour of the program as well. And joining you this evening is Ian here. And Mark. You can take control here at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Maybe we'll talk more about this uh, Skip Reville person here later on down the line. But we've got lots of folks waiting to talk about all kinds of things here tonight. So we're going to talk to you. 855-450-3733. Let's jump right into your calls Don, or excuse me, Dan, rather, has been uh, there in Minnesota listening to WNMT in the northern part of the state. Hey, Dan. Dan? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. What's on your mind tonight? How you doing? Just super. Go ahead with your thoughts. Great. Well, my thoughts are that, um, can you hear me? Yes, sir. You're right here. Okay. Uh, Guns don't kill people. People with guns kill people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you just call it to, to, you know, echo a cliche? I mean, because, yes, I agree. Yeah. Is that that's all you wanted Charles to get Brown. out there? You, that's did, a Charles Bronson movie. Did, did you really wait 40 minutes just to say that on the radio? 
Well, okay, I'm, I'm looking at the medicine here, and up here, guns, you know what, in Minnesota, northern Minnesota, you, a gun is a necessity. It's a tool. It's a necessity? It's a necessity, yeah. How it's so? A, Protect you from bears and stuff like that? I mean, I live out in the woods. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't consider a gun a necessity. It might be something you want. If you got a garden, you got to, uh, you know, take the deer out that are um, getting in the garden, maybe, or uh, you know, something like that. I mean, in my neighborhood, you break into a house, you're liable to get holes in you. But um, well, good. All right, Dan. Well, hey, thanks for the call. Eight five five four fifty three. Wait forty minutes so you can. Throw a cliche out on the air. Well, I think that the cliche is a true one. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, uh, guns guns kill people like pencils misspell words. Let's continue here with Sean listening to WRNN. Hey, Sean, you're in Myrtle Beach. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hi, how are you guys doing tonight? You're doing a good job, by the way. Thank you. What's on your mind tonight, Sean? I was wondering if you guys can answer some questions for me. Um, the FEMA region, the corridors, seems like... All these new highways are building under the Trans-Texas Corridor back in the early 90s, late 2000s, mid-2000s. Um, and then the law they passed about the uh, posse comitatus being taken away. Do you think there's any uh, anything linked together with the corridors in these camera regions? Are they going to be closed off? These little, little, bank, these little bank towns are being shut down. Are they going to be closed off? Bank towns? You know what I'm talking about. Little bitty cities that go bankrupt because of the fallout. Little banks folding up towns, selling up because of the valuation of property and tax raising of the property so they can keep up with. The can you rephrase your question? I'm a little lost. Yeah, I'm not familiar with uh, with towns going too many towns uh, you know, filing bankruptcy. I mean, there's there's been a well, it has happened. Four hundred small banks go collapsed in the past two years. Small right? banks, yes, there have been lots of small banks that have uh, and, and banks in general that have collapsed. And don't the bank have something to do with how the town coordinates how they spend the money for the judicial system. That's not really why I called. But okay. Do the banks have something to do with how towns spend money? I mean, you know, small banks often uh, will invest heavily uh, in the let community. Let me break it down like this. J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Bank of Swiss, Royal Bank of Scotland. These places are countries that are folding down. Do you think there's a comparison with small towns and communities in America with these banks that are around the world? Maybe that'll open it up a little bit. Do I you think know, there's a comparison between the small the small banks that are shutting down and the big banks? And the or, big banks? Uh, one more time. Run it by me one more time. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is the law they passed to get rid of the Posse, posse Comitatus. Yeah, the military, uh, what, what, was, what was the name of that law? Posse Comitatus uh, prevents the military yeah. from operating in the streets of America, basically, is the idea. Right. And now FEMA has been hiring to fill in these empty FEMA region centers. And my other question was wondering if the Federal Reserve regions are based same as the FEMA region. I have no idea how bureaucrats determine what regions they have or, or what they're I don't know say. anything about FEMA hiring for regions or, or anything like that either. And as far as yeah. banks are concerned, uh, I mean, they're all tied into the same system, which is operated by the Federal Reserve. And so the Federal Reserve is an extraordinarily powerful organization, not just in the, the country, but around the world. Some banks are going yeah. under, that's true, and some of them are being swallowed up by the bigger banks, and I, I'm generally not a fan of consolidation 
consolidation. I think that leads towards poorer service and fewer choices in the market. But the market's very restricted anyway. Because when the government the plays Reserve. favorites with banks and gives some banks money and other banks it doesn't give money, then it uh, creates a situation where the marketplace is skewed and you know the bigger the bigger boys that got the bailouts uh, are going to be able to buy up the little boys that did not. Hope that helps, Sean. Thanks for the call, man. Let's talk to Creighton. Creighton, listening in Kentucky. Creighton, you're on Free Talk Live yes. with Ian and Mark. I'm here. How are you? Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, um, I wanted to dig up some bones. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the other day, I was listening to the podcast where you guys were talking about the uh, charter city, Honduras. Yes. Yeah, for our listeners that are and, not aware, there's a company that has uh, con- entered into, an, I guess, like a preliminary agreement with the country of Honduras to carve out a what they, they call an autonomous zone – and uh, and then build some sort of a future city. It's future cities of uh, industry future or something. Future cities company or something Future like cities something or other. Uh, anyway, it's this corporation that basically supposedly will be more free market oriented. And uh, they're hoping that they'll be – this Honduras uh, government will be hands off with uh, you know yep. how they handle this and area. And autonomous by their definition appears to mean – more autonomous than uh, sort of a city. Than some of the rest of Honduras, but still the Honduras government does retain control over any laws that are passed. They still have to approve it they with a two-thirds. They have power over, over laws. They have to approve it with a two-thirds majority, uh, or they also have to approve any uh, hiring of judges and things like that. So it's not total autonomy, but uh, hopefully it will be more autonomous than the rest of Honduras. Go ahead with your thoughts, Creighton. Well, my thoughts are actually uh, related to that, but it's about you guys in particular. It's, it seems that you guys both represent the uh, stereotypical libertarian uh, types. What is a stereotypical libertarian? I don't type? know that I represent anything. I mean, I because <laughs> uh, I don't uh, consider myself a libertarian. Ian, so please define. Uh, I believe you uh, consider yourself anarchist. Is that correct? No, sir. I am a voluntarist. Voluntarist. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm a Quaker. Uh, I, I find the distinctions difficult to discern, but. Okay. From from my observations, Ian is a purist, caught up in semantics a lot, and Mark is more of a practical kind of libertarian kind of person. Like like your like your uh, your motto, liberty in your lifetime for the free uh, free state project. Yeah, really I, means more more liberty in your lifetime than you presently have. Yeah, it, I think that's, that that's the goal. That's an accurate uh, sort of uh, way that I think that the Free State Project is trying to go about liberty. They mean, they mean more liberty. Sure. Yes. And I think you, uh, you have summed up I, the show. I, <laughs> and I, I think that the, that you guys end up fighting a lot, and you represent a lot of the infighting in the libertarian, voluntarist, and, uh, and anarchist, whatever you want to call us, mm-hmm. voluntarist types. We fight a lot amongst ourselves. In exactly the same way that both of you do, too, to okay. fight with one another. Uh, and it comes down to semantics, whereas uh, um, the problem being is um, I agree with Mark. I'm more of a practical kind of person that I would like uh, to see more liberty for my children than I have. And <clears throat> knowing but not that because I'm it's probably, the right thing to do or the moral thing to do, but because you believe it's practical. Well, Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, all of the, all of the above. But I, I want, I would, I'd love to shoot for the golden ring and get it all. But I don't think, but I don't consider getting half measures to be an unworthy goal. And this charter city idea in Honduras has huge potential. 
Yes. Sure it does. Very little risk. There's very little risk for their overall movement. Mm-hmm. Well, I support you know it. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's a great idea. And, you know, this is the thing. Is You're right. I mean, I think that there was too much arguing over the term autonomy on, uh, what was it, Thursday night show. And at the same time, Ian did say and has said he's going to go down there and check it out once it uh, you know, manages to get off the ground if, it, if things right. sound good. I'm just good. skeptical. That's all. Was there something wrong with that? But not just that. You can, you can invest in it as a libertarian without even ever going down there. Is that so? Why would I want to do that? I mean, <laughs> I'd want to go down there if there's something actually happening there. I don't know where if you were going with anywhere with this, but you're welcome to stick with us. We'll bring you back here, Craig. More coming up, 855-453. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-3733. That's 1-855-450-FREE. And joining you this evening, it's Ian and Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, and you can do it free, of course, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. BBS. .freetalklive.com. If you've been listening to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you've heard about bitcoins. Bitcoins are a digital online cash, as it were. You can uh, It's a currency that's for the internet, and actually you can use it in real life, but uh, sort of exists out there in, uh, in, in internet land. And you can buy, sell, trade, purchase it as a commodity because it goes up and down. It's uh, updated 24 hours a day. But for some people, uh, obtaining them up till now has been kind of tricky. Crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your Bitcoins. They also offer a complete bullion store, so you can buy and sell gold and silver privately with Bitcoins. That's one of the advantages of Bitcoins is they're an anonymous online currency. If you're totally clueless about the Bitcoin currency, they have 24-hour customer service. Just visit their site, click on the live support link right at the top of the page. You can get to Crypto Exchange's site by uh, going through the banner posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Again, it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to continue. Uh, Creighton is on the line. He's bringing up a discussion we had earlier this week about a plan by some, I believe, liberty-oriented folks to open up a – well, I don't know who all of the folks are on this company. I don't know all of them, but I think that if – to me, if Patry Friedman, the grandson of Milton Friedman, is involved, um, you know, yeah, I think think there's a reasonable chance that um, it's going to be a pretty liberty-oriented Program. Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it still all remains to be seen. It's, it's just all in the planning, in, in, in the planning area phase right now. And, and, you know, I'm a little bit of a skeptic, and, uh, and Creighton's calling in regards to this. But the idea is to create what's called an autonomous zone in Honduras and essentially build a city from scratch in a what was purportedly to be an unoccupied area of Honduras. Right. Uh, where and if you could get an area of land that a government did not claim a monopoly over and build your own city there, that would e- that would be a significantly easier 
easier chore, in my opinion, than trying to wrest a city from uh, some governmental organization. Which, of course, is not what is on the table here, because the government is going to be, uh, the government of Honduras is going to be in control over this, which is why it isn't autonomous, and that was what uh, started the argument that we had the other night. But, Creighton, what, uh, what was the point you were trying to make? Well, there's actually two points I'm trying to make here. Uh, the first one is that it's not necessary to go all out for all, everyone, all the liberty-oriented people that watch your show or listen to your show. It's not necessary that, it's, that all of us move to the Free State Project in order to support you, That, for example. Uh, but what I'm, 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 my of course not. It's not necessary. That, but, you know, if you want a chance at liberty in your lifetime, it makes sense to get together with other people, whether that's in Honduras in the autonomous zone, on a seasteading platform, or at the Free State Project. Uh, to stand alone means you're going to fall. That's true. However, here's, here's my point. I, for example, cannot move to, 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 for the Free State Project yep, because some people I'm have, tied down to a job. Yep, jobs and yeah, family tend I, to be the big ones. The job and family, but family is their primary, my primary motivation for being interested in this kind of project, mm-hmm. so that my children and my grandchildren can have a freer lifestyle. Right. Um, and if this, if this, there's not, if this charter city's idea is not necessarily libertarian. I've looked, I looked a great deal at the at the uh, at the concept of the charter city's website. And the Charter Cities organization themselves is not liberty-oriented at all. They're very – Well, no, no, no. This is, let's – hold on a second. The Charter Cities is a different organization from this Future Cities of – what is it? Damn it. Future, Future Cities International. Future Cities of International. So they were inspired by the Charter Cities group, but uh, it's a completely different organization. So looking at the Charter Cities site doesn't give you – should not give you any kind of insight into right. what's any happening more with than, uh, looking at a, the Xerox site should get, tell you about Kodak. Well, that, that – I was go, going there. Okay. Um, but just shortcut him. Uh, but on that point, just because um, the the, uh, the government of Honduras puts in these, they, they create the charter, and they uh, and uh, this this company has to found this. So basically, it's a land grant company. There's there's no way for companies to come in there and own land. The only company that can own the land is actually the government of Honduras, mm-hmm. and the land grant company then leases a long-term lease, just like Hong Kong was founded. Right. It's, it's essentially it going to be is, a private city. It's, uh, no, it's not going to be a private city. That, but that's the irony of it, is that um, the way it's very well done, if it's done the right way, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of cavets there, but the potential is huge. Uh, and my point about investing in it from afar is that even though most of us would not necessarily be able to go there personally, we certainly could invest in corporations that were interested in doing so. And the reason that they would be interested in doing so would be for their own profit. However, uh, as Hong Kong is an example of, profit in that situation, economic liberty, tends to go along with personal liberty. That, that's a tendency. Even though in Hong Kong, liberty has decreased since uh, Britain lost its lease in 1999 to China, at its peak, there were sec- there were neighborhoods in Hong Kong that were truly autonomous, where even the police would not enter, as a direct result of the gang culture. But you got to keep in mind that it's not the same kind of gang culture that we have here. Yeah, it's- I got to say that um, you know, to, to me, they're all just gangs, and I mean, I don't consider the police not going someplace to be an advantage, particularly. I mean, you know, it's it's. it's- well, exactly. You're, you what you what you had there at, during, especially during the seventies and sixties. 
was that competing gangs were were rivalrous. And if you were in a neighborhood that where one gang is dominant but wasn't the British gang, then you had a level of autonomy as long as you knew what the rules were. They had to be clear. And that's the, the beauty of this charter city thing, even though it's not necessarily liberty-oriented, it tends towards that. If we, if, if we as liberty-oriented people invest in the right kind of companies to go mm-hmm. there and that strive for that kind of liberty because they will they will seek for liberty. Yeah, for I mean, there could be a, there could be a good reward. I mean, if this thing pans out and it ends up being a more free place for people to do business and to live, then uh, people who invest in it will probably make their investment back and then some. Yeah, if it if you know because because freedom it you know is profitable. There's no doubt about it. I'd rather personally focus my money on activism. I'm not much of an investor, but if I'm going to invest, I'm going to invest locally and I'm going to invest in you know the movement up here. But I'll certainly keep my eyes on things down south. And uh, be very interested in what happens. If it turns into a better proposition than the Free State Project, then it's you know certainly something for me that at the very, very least I'd look at for a winter home. Yeah, very good. Uh, Craig, yeah, any other thoughts? Warm. <laughs> right. No, it, that was pretty much it. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. And that's one thing that people can do if they feel like they're stuck where they are because of a job or because of uh, you know family or whatever the, the reason is. You can always put money behind your favorite movement or your favorite sub-movement of the Liberty Movement. So you can support Free Talk Live. You can support the Future Cities Group. Or it's you can, Future Cities Development, Inc. is what it's called. Thank you for that. You can, you know, you can get behind the Free State Project. There's, There's another project that, we've, uh, that, that I've gotten involved in recently. They're going to be advertising here on Free Talk Live starting on Monday called uh, the Erickson Council at mm. ericksoncouncil.org. And uh, it's basically an idea of uh, people building their own uh, catamarans where they can go live out on the ocean where there is no government, if that's what they want to do. So similar to seasteading. Similar, but it doesn't have the sort of the, 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 the houseboat aspect. We'll hear more so about difficult. it in the future. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control at 855-450-FREE. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Talk Live, Saturday edition of the show, here to take your calls about anything you want. 855-450-FREE, that's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where you get all kinds of features, uh, totally free, mobile site included. Got a smartphone? Maybe you want to get quick access to our live streams or the podcast. Head over to M, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. There are a lot of cigarette smokers listening to my voice right now, and I, I, was, I was one at one point, too. There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. That's a lot more healthy than cigarettes are, is the e-cigarette. Uh, one of the best ones made on this, uh, the market today is Vaporsmith's e-cigarette at Vaporsmith.com. It is one of the best made um, e-cigarettes out there, and you can get it for free. Now, not only will a uh, pack-a-day smoker save about 120 bucks a month and it tastes better and there's no more secondhand smoke, you don't have to go stand outside in the rain next to the dumpster anymore to smoke, 
And, it, of course, it's healthier, but you can get it for free. All you have to do is use coupon code FTL. Go to Vaporsmiths.com. Buy 40 cartomizers. Cartomizers are the, uh, the, the the things that contain the nicotine. They contain about as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. And you know as well as I do that 40 packs of cigarettes don't cost $70. So you can get 40 cartomizers for 70 bucks. You'll get a free starter kit. You'll get free shipping at Vaporsmiths.com. If you don't have an internet connection, you can go to 855-2-GET-VAPOR. You need to use coupon code FTL in order to cash in on this 855-2-GET-VAPOR VAPORSMITHS.COM Alright, so uh, you can take control of these airwaves at 855-450-FREE as we go to Linda listening in South Carolina to WSCC-FM Hey Linda Hi baby, Ian and Mark I've got a foreboding feeling about the Honduras place Okay And I I really do. I literally have physical discomfort from hearing about what little bit I've picked up from listening. Why? That it is not going to be a free place. I and do wonder I about those uh, banana republics down there, as we've been as we've heard them called all our lives. I don't know if it's that because I'm usually not swayed by you know crap that I've heard from people that I always found things out on my own. Mm-hmm. Well, my and biggest concern, Linda, is I just don't, you know, I don't trust people calling themselves the state. I certainly don't trust uh, the U.S. government, the, the New Hampshire government. I don't trust the Honduran government. So I don't see any reason why the Honduran government is going to honor their agreement to That these scares me. Alone. That's the biggest concern that I have, too. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. I just, I know I could never go. But if something happened to you guys, you're such an inspiration to me and to so many. I have something good to tell you. Let's get off negative. Please. Um, I don't know anything about all the additives to marijuana, but I know that there is a marijuana pill for cancer patients Maridol. that is absolutely phenomenal. Really? Have you tried it? Yeah. Oh, okay. A lot and of people are, cr- are crit- critical of Marinol because it's... I have lo- another friend who tried it first, and she smokes more than I do, mm-hmm. and... She, when she told me about it, I was, I didn't, like, I love the brownies. That's, I mean, I (laughs) make them taste good. I'll bet you can. I'm a good cook. I'm a fat old woman, so you know. But anyway, (laughs) really good. It's, you don't have, see, I've smoked longer than you guys have been alive, cigarettes. And probably marijuana, too. But anyway, it's difficult for me to hit a, to inhale, and the pill would be so wonderful when they legalize it. Positive attitude, fellas, in this area, and they Yeah, I think that the, the Marinol pill... Well, uh, I, I'm not entirely sure which pill you're talking about. The Marinol pill is legal. Um, I mean, they can... Adopt not in the, South Carolina, honey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, Mark, what the legality I, status of Marinol is. I wouldn't want to go out on that, that limb, but... It's certainly uh, out you know there. what I don't in this area either, but I don't think they have any medical marijuana or anything. So oh, you've, you've sure managed to get your hands on a Marinol pill? Not legally. And That's fine. It was a yeah. again to somebody that was on it, and that's how she sent it to me. So her mother had. I think it's great if it works for you. Uh, I think that it, you know, it I has. I don't get them regular. I just had the experience. Mm-hmm. Are you using you know, it to? Like Hendrix, right. Get the experience. I got you. So you're not using it to treat nausea or vomiting, for instance? Maybe I'm not. I just got to try it. 
Okay. Because this is what some people are prescribed it for is, uh, for instance, cancer patients or AIDS patients. For her to eat and everything. And right, right. It, so, so. It was wonderful. That's great, and I'm glad it I'm glad it works. But yeah, if fabulous. I may, I'd like to to explain uh, a little bit about Marinol, as I understand it, what some of the critique uh, of Marinol is. And so it's prescribed to folks so they can you know they can have an appetite or they can suppress nausea. And for instance, uh, cancer patients and AIDS patients are in a lot of cases prescribed a lot of icky medicine that uh, doesn't really agree with their stomach very well. And so they use Marinol to kind of uh, balance that out. But what happens is for some people. People. Uh, joint with it is all I did, and I was just. You did what with it? In other words, when she sent it to me, I had already smoked like four hits off a joint, mm-hmm. and then I took her pill that she sent me and told me try. So I'm not sure a hundred percent that it is as great. By okay. Itself. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that you don't want to do. Whenever you're, whenever you're eating uh, cannabis, or in this case, you're taking Marinol, you don't want to mix it with something else like smoked uh, marijuana because then it'll be it'll be very difficult to discern the effects of one versus the other. Uh, and Linda, oh God, thanks, but I didn't know, hon. I, I'm ignorant when it comes. But I, if I trust somebody and they say I tried it, I'll try sure. certain things. Sure. Certain things. Yeah, that makes sense. Linda, thank you for the call. Always nice to hear from you. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. So what I was trying to explain about Marinol is uh, that uh, when when people take this, it's a pill, so it takes time. It goes through your stomach. Mm-hmm. It's got to be absorbed, and there's a process there. You know, it could be, you know, 30 minutes or however long your digestive process is to get the actual yeah. THC uh, into, which is the active ingredient in marijuana, which is what people are, are really looking for in many cases uh, to to treat themselves. And uh, so it can take some time to to have an effect. It certainly will have an effect. But what the critiques of Marinol are is that, one, it takes a long time. So, for instance, if a cancer patient is experiencing nausea, they're experiencing that nausea now. And they want to solve that problem then, not 30 minutes later or 45 or whatever the case may be. So the point is that smoked marijuana or even vaporized uh, marijuana the actual plant material is much more effective for a lot of patients because it's instantaneous. Uh, they can measure their dose much easier because you That's, you know you vaporize or you smoke until you're satiated. And, and people d- develop a tolerance for marijuana, so they need to be able to you know uh, you know uh, handle their dose. And well, the thing with the uh, mark with a lot of the cannabis patients is that the people using cannabis for medical purposes, they're not even using a lot of it. So the yeah. tolerance is they're often really... not trying to get stoned. Right. They're just trying. They'll take a half a hit or something like that. In right. Order so to get tolerance some of the isn't really a factor in uh, in the medical uh, usage, as, as I understand it. But also, marijuana has several different strains. It's not marijuana is not just marijuana. There's not just one plant known sure. as marijuana. There are different in the uh, same way that oranges aren't just oranges. Right. There's navels and there's uh, Aranjos or whatever and different versions of it. So the same thing with, with marijuana. Yeah, the same thing with marijuana is they can breed it differently and they have different brand names, if you will. There's White Widow, there's AK-47, there's Blueberry, there's you know, all kinds of names out there. I mean, if you just visit a, a marijuana seed sales website, it'll give you some idea for the dozens upon dozens, maybe even hundreds of varieties of uh, different marijuana Go plants. through startpage.com and use their anonymizing service. I'd hate the FBI to come <laughs> visiting you just because you went to see well, a seed surfing site. a seed site is an illegal yet that i know of that Mark. doesn't mean they won't come by and take a visit well, then they can always find something illegal in your house i mean you know they i, I think that's pretty 
pretty much everybody's got pretty out, much fear mongering right now. A, Mark. A, out of date material in their um, in their medicine cabinet, and uh, I think it's pretty much fear mongering to suggest that visiting a seed website will result in a police raid. But uh, nonetheless, the other the objection about Mar- Marinol is it's just. It's just an analog of THC, so it doesn't have the other chemicals that are that do exist in marijuana. And some people would say it's the other chemicals besides THC that lead one to having maybe a more heady high or more body-related high mm-hmm. or things like that. So, uh, so they feel like the, you know the different strains of marijuana are important to be able to choose from in addressing whatever medical issues they have. So, Mar- Marinol, this pill is not a one-size-fix-all uh, measure to replace marijuana. More coming up, 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything you want via the toll-free number at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733, and you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You can go watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. So, the Free State Project's Liberty Forum's coming up. February 23rd through the 26th. Unlike some of the other Liberty Projects out there, the Free State Project is not speculative. You don't have to invest in something or hope that something goes right on into the future, that uh, some company is going to make it work. The Free State Project is a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people, all focusing their efforts in one place. Mark, you and I picked up our lives back in 2006 from our home state of Florida and made the move up here to New Hampshire. It's been great being around other people that understand what the ideas of liberty mean. And not only that, they're willing to get active. But but just think, you said it was not speculative, and I guess it's speculative to some extent. What I mean by that is is that people are here and they're doing things. Right, but the, the, the speculation is that getting people to believe in the ideas of liberty together and this diverse group um, working on the same things in a in a state will have the effect that we hope it has oh i think it's i don't think there's very really any speculation involved in that i think that when you look at the history of movements uh that kind of philosophically or religiously based movements over the time to- over time uh you can see that there's no doubt they've had an effect i mean the mormons no doubt have had an effect on utah no doubt the hippies had an effect on vermont and so on and but so will forth. it be the effect that we're looking for i don't know i mean i don't well, know the it's answer. already happening you've already got people that are uh, that have been elected to uh, to state representative yeah, seats more than a dozen uh, you've got people that are that the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance that is taking a look at every single piece of legislation and grading it on whether or not it's, it's liberty oriented. They're making recommendations to all the state reps as to how they should vote on it. Some of the state reps are looking to those uh, recommendations to determine how to vote on things uh, from a you know from a political perspective. There's already some wins, and we're still early on in this movement. Uh, there have been a civil disobedience movement here that is just it's you can't compare it to anything else around uh, around the world that I know of as far as the liberty movement is concerned. 
And uh, so there's all kinds of like media that's coming out of New Hampshire. It seems inevitable that something exciting is it's already happening and that more will continue as more make the move here. We're coming up on a thousand free staters already here in New Hampshire and hundreds have made the move. We've got over 11,000 people that are pledged to make the move. So when I say it's not speculative, I mean people are doing it. It's happening now. We're in the midst of it. You don't have to wait for anything. The only thing you have to wait for is till whenever you're ready to come and uh, and get involved. So go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn about the Liberty Forum happening in February, which is a weekend in a hotel in Nashua, a great hotel, the Crown Plaza. We've been there the last few years. Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live from the event, as we always do. So that's always fun. But the best part about it is being around hundreds of other like-minded folks and planning and socializing and talking about uh, you know what's what's next uh, and seeing speech, great speeches and panel discussions, uh, engaging in luncheons and dinners and uh, late-night parties. It's just a blast. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and use our discount code, which is FTL2012 to save yourself 10%. That's FTL2012 at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, or just stay where you are and see how things go. Let's talk to Josh listening in Wisconsin to WXXM, the Mike 92.1. Hello, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, well, I just uh, wanted to chime in on what you guys were talking about earlier with the... Well, I have a couple of... I'll try to keep it short, but uh, first of all, with the mayor and all, I think the reason why um, the politicians and uh, everybody is so gung-ho about that is really because there's a lot of money to be made off of another pharmaceutical drug, and uh, keeping marijuana illegal makes it easy for those pharmaceutical companies to make the money off the pharmaceutical drug marinol. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your opinion on that personally is, but no, I think that I seems seems obvious. That seems right to me. Yeah, and uh, personally, I feel that uh, all drugs should be legal. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, we should judge uh, drug use in the same way that we judge uh, the urge to eat or the urge to sleep or have sex. All of those things are good in moderation, but can also be abused. That Absolutely. doesn't mean that sex. And food should all be illegal. Yep, there's no uh, doubt about it. Not only should all drugs be legal, I would I would modify that statement to say, say that they should all be decriminalized. Because when you say they're legal, sometimes that means there's like a legal structure surrounding them. Like here in uh, New Hampshire, there's an awful situation where the state of New Hampshire is the only uh, organization that is allowed to sell hard liquor. So liquor's legal, but because of that, it means that there's this structure, this governmental structure surrounding it that uh, essentially controls it in a very negative fashion. So I think that if all drugs were decriminalized, they'd be like, you know, tomatoes. I think Mark gave that example before. Yeah, like are where, tomatoes legal? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean... They're uh, just not illegal. Like, not illegal would be fine with There's me. no law that says the tomatoes are legal. I mean, there are laws that involve, you know, the buying and selling of tomatoes, and I suppose that if if, mar- if, if uh, marijuana wasn't, uh, you know, didn't fit into the, the legal structure, then there probably would still be laws on uh, the selling you and buying You think there's, there's laws about tomatoes buying and Sure, you get a, if you buy tomatoes, they may very especially tomatoes on say a pre-prepared sandwich. You're going to need to pay taxes on that. 
Oh, well, you're just talking about buying and selling. And tomatoes are exempted from some food. state taxes. You're just talking about general food I'm just talking about the laws. buying and selling of anything. You need uh, to I have an occupational license in, in, in all order those to accept. Need to go away. I understand. Yeah. I'm just telling you what the real world. But you're like. not saying there are actual tomato laws out there, Mark. I don't know that there okay. are tomato laws. I've never heard of them. Maybe there are. Uh, but Josh, would you, how, would you say that, uh, you know, you mentioned pharmaceuticals and drugs being legal. So would you agree that uh, we should get rid of the prescription process so, uh, and as well as the patenting process so that uh, pharmaceuticals could be opened up, the market could be opened up, and there could be real competition and no more, uh, you know, kind of government-granted uh, oligopolies? Yeah, you know, I definitely uh, agree with that. I mean, uh, it wasn't all too long ago when you really could just go into your local drugstore and buy whatever drug it was that you were, I don't want to use the word prescribed, but necessarily recommended or that you need. Now, I mean, the problem with that is you also, I mean, this is not an actual problem, but this is the problem to the people making the money off of it. Uh, I mean, it uh, it makes it uh, very easy for people who know what uh, drug they might need to treat any certain ailment, and it cuts out the insurance uh, companies, it cuts out the pharmaceutical companies, and it cuts out the healthcare industry when you've already been treated for a problem with a certain uh, or drug that may be prescription now, and you can easily just right. walk into a store and, and treat yourself. Yeah, those industries don't want it to where you can go to WebMD or some other website and uh, look up a treatment and go and just pick it up. They want you to have to go to the doctor's office, you know, set up an appointment, spend that time with them, spend the money, the hundred plus dollars or whatever it is you'll there end up spending There are sometimes some really good ideas for going to the doctor, but there's other times yeah. when you can handle the situation Most on your own. Most of the time you can handle situations on your own, especially now with the information available at your fingertips. Uh, online but the you know the old system you know this kind of dinosaur system still wants to force people into it so for instance a great example is folks with contact lenses or, or glasses you know it's very it's very uncommon in some cases for people to to have their prescription change it's possible but uh, usually you know it can stay the same for they can, can judge themselves you, on that you should be able to tell yourself to some extent whether your prescriptions changed or not right. and the idea that you have to go to the doctor say every two years in order to get the same prescription eh, it's, it's a scam i mean really that's all it is it's just a scam to funnel money into those industries and it all needs to go away which is of course why it won't because those industries are politically connected and, and there are good reasons to go to your doctor for whatever it is but you need to be able to make those decisions yourself yourself josh your thoughts exactly uh the three um some of the oh, i don't know if they are the biggest but the three big industries in america uh defense uh privatized prison systems and the healthcare as well as the pharmaceutical industries are all making profit off of taking our freedoms away yeah they are all directly connected uh, politically to washington remarkably D.C. so many businesses business, many businesses have found that the very best way for them to make money and uh, limit their competition is by getting involved with the government and uh, you know regulating essentially their competition out of the business josh thanks for the call tonight man appreciate hearing from you yeah. can't disagree with anything you said 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue with Jim listening in Indiana to WGBF. Hey, Jim. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you're in Evansville. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I was wanting to talk about the president uh, doing a speech about Teddy Roosevelt and how great of a guy he was. And he wasn't a great guy. He wasn't even elected president. William McKinley got assassinated. That's how he got to be president. And uh, no, nobody talks about William McKinley getting executed most or assassinated. Most people don't even know that. We had 
Clinton, although President, they got assassinated. And also, he's the uh, one during that was responsible for the Filipino Holocaust, the two million Filipino got killed just because we... Who's that? Uh, Roosevelt? Roosevelt or McKinley? Yeah, we... Okay. Well, it's, it's typical for uh, you know for presidents to laud one another. I mean, they uh, essentially worship power, and so it makes sense that they would hold up high one of their own who is very powerful as well. Hour three is coming up. Thanks, Jim, for the call. More. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We're launching into the third hour here. You, of course, can bring up anything you want at our toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And uh, you can join us online as well over at freetalklive.com. We have lots of features there and we give them to you for free. You can interact with other listeners. You can create the content of the website, actually, by submitting different things from around the web that you think our other listeners will enjoy. Once you submit something to the site, others get to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website. So see what I mean by getting interactive over at freetalklive.com as we go to the phones and the fun. We talk to Kelvin in Colorado first. On the amp lines, Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, good evening, Ian and Mark. Hey, Kelvin. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, hey, I thought I'd throw another uh, bumper sticker cliche out there since I heard a caller do it earlier tonight. Uh, where, out, where guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. This uh, is true. Seems, seems to apply to this uh, some of these campus situations uh, going around on around the country. It does, and, and I have a uh, variation on it that I'd like to see out there that people never think of. When you outlaw felons having guns, only outlaw felons will have guns. And uh, it speaks to the fact that so many felons, like myself, are trying to go straight, but... You know, we're an, unable to defend our families or whatever by by the law. I'm not saying that their their houses are undefended. I'm just saying that the the law doesn't allow them to carry. I'm uh, glad the uh, dragon claw exists for you. Yes, that's right. The dragon claw at airgun.freetalklive.com. So, what else did you want to share tonight? Yeah. Hopefully, you weren't calling just to share another cliche with us. Uh, no, sir. Uh, I've uh, been listening to the talk over the last few days about this uh, autonomous zone uh, that they're thinking of or going to create in Honduras, and uh, something about it that kind of set a red flag up for me was uh, when they they referred to it as being like a non-binding something. A memorandum of understanding. Yeah, non-binding memorandum of understanding. So that sounds about as easily as 
you could possibly get. Like, well, they're in preliminary negotiations. Right. At this at point, this they're point. just looking for a, uh, a place to do it. It's not like, you know, I mean, the, the Constitution of Honduras has been modified, which is, as far as a governmental agency goes, the most a governmental agency can do in order to, uh, you know, sort of limit its actions in the future. We've seen what the the, the limitations of constitutions have done. Um, you know, the, the federal government isn't following the Constitution of the United States at all. Um, but you know that's uh, it's the most that they can do. Okay, because I I know that uh, in in the United States some bureaucracies will uh, make arrangements with other bureaucracies to uh, share resources or have some sort of mutual aid thing or whatever, and those are done through a memorandum of understanding, and that's you know as far as it goes, they don't make uh, you know federal regulation or anything like that. It's just. Mm-hmm. You know, memorandum of understanding. So I thought that held a little bit more power than just uh, the declaration that they were in negotiations. That's um, about what it is. Very good, Kelvin. Anything yeah. else you want to share tonight? Okay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about, I wonder if if we could possibly get something like that in the United States. Uh, for example, the... Uh, <laughs> Why, would they do, <laughs> Why would they do that? I mean, can you imagine any bureaucrat at this point? Uh, as far as I know, every um, area of the United States is uh, sort of full of people and, um, you know, has a has a governmental agency over it. Why would the governmental agency of any particular place say, oh, sure, build a city that we can't tax within our borders? Seems pretty unlikely, Kelvin. <laughs> Although if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in New Hampshire when we secede. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. At 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Eric calling from our very own Keene, New Hampshire, listening to WKBK. Hey, Eric. Hey. Um, I just want to talk to uh, about the decriminalization of uh, marijuana. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't heard uh, anyone talk about this, but the uh, helpful thing about de- um, you know decriminalizing it is for people, like, I mean, not just marijuana, but just, like, all drugs, that mm-hmm. if, uh, say, a teenager gets, you know, talked into trying a drug, but in that um, instant that he, uh, he and the group of kids or something gets caught by the police or, um, you know, or something like that, they would get, their whole life would be ruined. Yes, sir. Uh, they wouldn't be able to, um, you know, Get a, a school loan, possibly. It they makes it much harder to find good. a job, uh, and you know, yeah, get yeah. that criminal They'll record. Follow them for the rest of their lives. And plus, uh, you know, even if you're not a, a, a teenager, maybe you, maybe you're an older teen, or maybe you're in your early twenties, yeah. or whatever, or any oh, age. Yeah, I mean, this goes for everyone. You could lose your job. You could, uh, yeah. if you get put in jail, you could lose your home because you're not there to pay the rent uh, at that point. Imagine exactly. if you have a family in that case, and how yeah. difficult it would be for exactly. them. I mean, this this war on drugs. Having spent uh, 58 days myself in the uh, the local jail. Uh, here Not in Cheshire, Cheshire County. No, I wasn't in for marijuana, but I was in with people who were in for marijuana. And you know, I've right. it, it, I've I've known these stories when I was on the outside of the jail. But it's even more, you know, it touches home even more when you're on the inside and you can see these folks. These people right. haven't hurt anybody else. They just uh, sold or smoked or you know possessed a, a certain product, and now they sit inside a cage for it. When they get out, a lot of them have absolutely nothing left, and we all have to pay for it. And that's the the part that um, annoys exactly. so many. Um. Yeah, and then there's plenty of um, I, I I heard of plenty of children. I mean, not children. I shouldn't say children, but teens that you know smoke cannabis uh, recreationally. But they're they're intelligent. They they have plans for their lives. But if they get caught, you know, it's 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 sad to see them 
Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you look at uh, the you know, the people that call themselves president in this country. Uh, many of them have been uh, cannabis users in the past. Maybe they still are. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, clearly, there's plenty of successful people in the world who have been uh, cannabis users: businessmen, lawyers, doctors. Yeah, the the suggestion mean, that uh, the imbibing cannabis is going to make you a loser, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think there are losers, and there are cannabis imbibers, and sometimes there's a crossover. Those people right. uh, cross over. Right, but there's also winners and cannabis imbibers. And sure. they cross oh, over too. I mean, look at. I mean, look at. I mean, for instance, like Steve Jobs. I mean, come on. Was he an advocate for uh, for marijuana? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, he was also an advocate for um, LSD, but he That's was true. also very much an advocate for marijuana. Very good, Eric. Anything else you want to share tonight? Uh no, no, not at all. Hey, have uh, you ever dropped by uh, free? Have you ever dro- dropped by freekeen.com? You familiar with that? Uh yeah. Oh, okay, great, great, very good. Well, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. You can take control here. We go to Brandon listening to WVTS out in West Virginia. Hey, Brandon. How's it going today? What's on your mind? I was wanting to talk about the uh, occupiers. Okay, sure. By the way, they've been routed out of a number of uh, cities recently. We haven't covered it just because we've been on other issues, but just last night, Occupy Boston uh, has been taken out. Uh, approximately 46 arrests. Occupy, uh, I think it was uh, New Orleans, has been taken out within the last week or so, as well as right. San Francisco. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I'm a 21-year-old union member, and uh, it's just really strange to me to see other union brothers and sisters protesting big business and People my age that are mindless yelling, you know, free socialism or, you know, socialism live forever. When really you'd think they'd be, you know, against the IRS wanting a flat tax so that that would be the ultimate fair tax, you know, versus some strange tax system where it's rated on the amount of money that you make. Like, I make uh, 463 bucks a week after taxes. Yeah. It's not bad. Before taxes, I'm supposed to make. 600 bucks a week and the higher up in my pay scale i'll go the more taxes i'll receive and you know and i'm a currently considered middle class and it just doesn't seem right to me that uh they're protesting capitalism and big business whereas they should be protesting for a flat tax some are protesting capitalism. Some of them aren't. I mean, you, the what the the Occupy movement is extraordinarily decentralized and has lots of different goals. There certainly are some uh, sort of professional protesters out there that uh, you know right. hate hate the government and hate the big business and you know just, just hate everything. But some of them are t- attempting to focus on uh, you know you know solutions. It's it's difficult to know. I tell you what, Brandon, I want to bring you back here if you uh, can stick with us. We will do that because I'd, I'd like to dig in a little further into the Occupy movement. Having been involved with it uh, myself for the last couple of months now, uh, 855-453, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to bring up anything you want. It's a live Saturday edition. By the way, we do this seven nights a week. Mark is the main host on the Sunday program. That's right. You can catch at freetalklive.com. If it's not on your local radio station yet, 
Well, you can always call them and ask them real nicely to add it to their lineup. You never know what will happen when you say something nice to your local program director about free talk. They life. like the feedback. Yeah, they sure do. And usually it's negative, so it's, it's nice to give them something positive. Uh, so if you do have Free Talk Live on your local talk station, give them a call. Tell them thanks. Talk to the program director and tell them thanks. You appreciate Free Talk Live and that you'd like to hear us more often. Because, again, we do this three nights, uh, three hours a night, uh, seven, seven days a week. A week. Only, I think the only nationally syndicated radio program that is on seven days a week not true only the, it's the only one in our day part that's on seven days a week uh coast to coast am has live programming uh, all week long yeah uh, but aside from coast to coast i think we might be the only other show mark at least in the commercial bracket maybe npr has something that, uh, that they maybe put, yeah seems unlikely though so uh and if you don't have free talk live on your local talk radio station then call them up and ask them real nicely to add free talk live you never know what will happen if you say something to them so 855-450-FREE is our number here you can uh, again take control of the airwaves and bring up anything we've been all over the map from uh, alleged child molestation to drug legalization to guns banks honduras's alleged autonomous zone uh, plenty of uh, topics on the the table tonight of course you can bring up anything 855-450-FREE if you're looking for camping hunting or shooting gear ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. It's hunting season for a lot of people. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what your specific state's rules are, but this is the time of year. ManVentureOutpost.com has all the things that you need for your hunting experience. Also, of course, camping and uh, shooting. Uh, some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. And this is the one thing that I really noticed about the website is, uh, you know, not only are they uh, in good standing with the Better Business Bureau, they're family owned, but the prices really are remarkably low at ManVentureOutpost.com. You use coupon code FTL, you can get an additional five percent off these already probably the lowest you're going to find on the internet. Get it, get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. All right. Again, our number here, 855-453. We go back to Brandon listening to WVTS in Charleston, West Virginia. Brandon, are you still with us? Yes, sir. All right. Excellent. So you had called about the Occupy movement, and your question was, uh, you're ruminating on why it is that they don't focus on things like maybe getting in, uh, changing the tax system instead of rather, uh, instead of focusing on you know corporations uh, being tied in with the state. Is that pretty much what your objection That's was? It. Well, yes, sir. So here's my uh, here's my answer to that. As uh, somebody who's been around the Occupy movement, at least here in Keene, uh, for the last couple of months, and also I went over to the Occupy New Hampshire uh, statewide assembly last week. I haven't been down to uh, to New York or those other places, but uh, Michelle Seven, who's a friend of the show, has has been, and she's related her experiences. And I think it's simply because everyone has their pet issues. I mean, everybody who looks at the the national stage, uh, you know, they they see things that they consider drastically wrong. And uh, and there's a lot of things to see. And you know, it, it's okay for people to have different interests and uh, different things that they they consider important. Many of the folks involved in the Occupy movement, and not all of them, but uh, but many of them, may not really consider taxes to be a problem. Uh, you know, they may just—they <laughs> may be too poor to pay them. They may just believe that uh, you know that the taxes are being used in the wrong way, and I, I disagree with that viewpoint. I think taxing is uh, is theft, and I think it's violence uh, against peaceful people. And I have a problem with all taxation. I don't want a flat tax. I don't want any tax. I don't want anything to do with the federal government. Uh, but it just kind of ex- 
Right. I'm just kind of explaining to you, you know, their viewpoint. From their perspective, government is okay. Uh, it just isn't uh, being used in the way they would like it to be used. It's being, you know, uh, monopolized by these big government, you know, by these big corporations, etc. And unfortunately, you know, their particular belief system, while it's certainly true that corporations are tied in with government, of course, government is also a corporation. That's one thing that many of them don't realize. Uh, but it's it's certainly true that corporations have major favoritism when it comes to the government. But what they don't get is that uh, like their solutions aren't going to work. So one of the problems with the critiques around the Occupy Wall Street movement is they don't have any solutions, and that's not true. Each individual, you know, within the movement, they've got plenty does. of bad solutions. Each individual does have solutions, and they have their reasons for for supporting them. One of them that has been prop, uh, you know, proposed recently is a constitutional convention. Oh uh, God. To you know, fix whatever issues with uh, you know they want to get money out of politics, and of course the right. irony is, or what they don't see is that they're asking the very same politicians who are very very tied in with these corporations to somehow cut their ties, which of course is completely impossible. That's just not going to happen. They don't care how lo- they don't care how many people are out in the streets protesting and chanting. That doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect the the corporation's bottom line and it doesn't affect the politicians as to whether or not they're in office. So to go and beg politicians to change an inherently corrupted system is just a, it's a fool's errand and uh, you know, unfortunately they still believe in the system enough to believe that they could somehow influence it in uh, in their direction and away from the corporate Most control. Most of them in, are going to go and they're going to vote Democrat or Republican, probably mostly Democrat, and expect the, you know, the incumbent Democrat to change something, or the the Democrat that's put up the same old Democrat essentially that's put up by the uh, Democratic Party to somehow change something. And this is the this is the uh, I mean you know it's one thing to use the political process. Uh, I mean I can look out the to the other uh, presidential candidates out there and I can see pretty much the same old stuff except for Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, now you know I mean if people could break out of their paradigm for a minute and say well let's try something we're being offered an opportunity to try something new and different let's try something new and different that's why i'm the same old crap that's why i'm involved with the occupy movement so i can bring new ideas to the discussion slowly and gently over time not to come in like a bull in a china shop busting around and trying to puke ideas on people but over time after you know getting to know folks uh being able to communicate effectively with them and then introducing ideas of peace and voluntarism into this suggestion and and speaking to these ideas in terms that these folks can understand and show them how you know voluntary interaction between human beings is the way to go and that you know political top down solutions are just not going to work that if some Something's going to change. It has to be from the bottom up, and that means that people need to change their ideas and their minds about what government is and whether we need a monopoly on violence at all. Uh, and so, getting these ideas out there is very important to me. And and I think the people in the Occupy movement are extraordinarily receptive to them. Not all of them, but uh, I think that just generally people being involved in a movement, whether it be Occupy or Tea Party, and I've also brought these ideas to the Tea Party as well, uh, I think that anyone who's who's involved in some sort of an activist movement is someone who's at least willing to consider new ideas, and so that's why I'm out there doing that. Yeah, my big thing is honestly just the flat tax. Like I've been trying to uh, speak with Governor Joe Man- or I apologize, uh, Senator Joe Manchin. He was our governor for years. Um, and trying to set up an appointment with him to talk about the flat tax and see if him and uh, Senator Rockefeller would introduce a flat tax bill. How's that going? Because, 
Uh, just started Friday, actually. Okay. <clears throat> Going. Well, I've tried okay. setting up appointment with the uh, governor, so-called, of New Hampshire to talk to him about, uh, you know, some of the outrageous things that are going on around here, and they never even call me back. So maybe you'll, uh, maybe you'll have better luck, man. But I sure hope so. I tend to, I, had, uh, I tend to not believe in political not. solutions. I, 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 especially at the federal level, I don't think that there's any way anything you can say. A guy's got to start that. somewhere, and I think he's doing he's doing far more than most. A flat tax to me is a more fair way of stealing money from yeah, people. But you can but only bang your head up against that wall for so long before you have to change your strategy. Brandon, thanks for the call and good luck. Let us know how it goes. All right. Thanks for the call, dude. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got archives that go way back, all the way to late 2006. You don't have to log in. There's no membership fee. No jumping through hoops. Just click and download, and they're yours. Free at freetalklive.com. I don't know what it's like for you, but I have found that uh, it's harder for me to read books than it used to be. I just don't have the time. And auto, uh, audiobooks have really taken the place for me for uh, the reading that I, that I used to do. Uh, you know, I can uh, do it while I'm uh, working out in the yard or working out or, uh, you know, in the car. Whatever it is, it's uh, convenient for me to listen to audiobooks. Um, and I don't have to carve time out of my day to sit down in a chair and, and read a book. Not to say that's not an enjoyable experience, it's just not something I could do as often as I would like. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium, digital, spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. They've got all the categories for books over there that you'd find in the sort of the regular bookstore. Um, business, classics, fiction, erotica, science fiction, fantasy, everything else. Um, and you can go over there and check them out. They've got all kinds of books. Here's uh, one that I'm looking at now. Talent is overrated what really separates world-class performers from everybody else by showing up on time helps what's that showing up on time that that is absolutely yeah. a great way to uh, to separate yourself from well, everybody that does sound else. like a good book <laughs> indeed it does it's by uh, uh, jeff calvin here uh, you can get it free or anything else over at audiblepodcast.com slash ftl if there's a book you've been thinking about reading you should go get it from audible and try out this free offer audible's giving you a christmas present it's audiblepodcast.com slash ftl T-L. All right, so we continue here at 855-453 with you and your thoughts. Let's go to Zach in Minnesota on the amp lines. Zach, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. How are, how are we doing? Just super. Go ahead with your thoughts, Zach. Okay. Uh, I was listening to you guys on podcast from yesterday. I was listening to that today. And uh, 
the the moral dilemma with the train really piqued my interest. If if you remember that discussion, yeah, the old uh, uh, question of you're at a th- you're at a switch on a track and uh, you can throw a switch and save five people from certain death and kills kill one person. one person, or you can leave the train as oh. is and then it will kill the five people. Uh, do you do anything? And if so, what do you do? That was the question. Uh, what? So, what were your thoughts? Uh, well, well, without regards to that particular conundrum, uh, I've got a different one for you guys. Uh, oh, great! I, I think you both you both hashed out your positions fairly uh, thoroughly on that one. Uh, so, so here we go. You're on a cruise ship. A couple days into the cruise, and I don't know if if you guys have heard this before, so stop me if you have. Well, we'll let uh, you do it anyway because not everyone in the audience may have heard it. So go ahead. Okay. All right. You're on a cruise ship. A couple days into the cruise, the captain decides that. Uh, the ship needs to be evacuated for whatever reason. It's it's going to sink, we'll say. Everyone heads to the lifeboats. You're in a lifeboat, and but as it's being lowered, your lifeboat taps the hull of the ship and puts a hole in it. So now you hit the water, and uh, you you figure out that your your little lifeboat is going to sink eventually. It's it's taking on water, and yeah, okay. there's ten people in the boat, including yourself. You figure if you have nine people bail water while you let one rest, you should be able to keep the water at bay long enough to be rescued. You figure that might give you about five hours before everyone's just exhausted. Okay. Now, as you're about to begin this, you look in a different lifeboat and you see your family in a different boat. Do you jump ship or do you jump out of your lifeboat forcing these nine people to bail water continuously, shrinking their time exponentially, maybe to a couple hours at best, to join your family and guarantee your survival? Or do you stay in the current boat and help keep it afloat as long as possible? Um, I can tell you when you start throwing my family into the scenario, um, you know what, whatever <laughs> logic uh, flies out the window. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get with my family. You can believe that. I would suggest that everyone in the lifeboat go to a different lifeboat, and yeah. that way each lifeboat would only have to take one more person on. Well, well, I think for the purposes of the discussion, they can't. <laughs> I know you're trying to corner me into uh, either or, and yeah. uh, you know life doesn't play that way. I don't see how way. you have an obligation to the people that are in the lifeboat um, in which you were in. I mean, unless you caused the the somehow the boat to touch the uh, hull of the ship and uh, take a, you know create create the whole hole in the lifeboat. I don't see how you have any obligation simply because you got in a lifeboat with right. some other people. Most to lifeboats those people. also have uh, inflatable. You know, they also have the you know little life preserver. Observers yeah. in them. This and, is an artificial uh, community right. situation where that was forced upon you. You're you're, you're trying to uh, undo it. I'm going to talk about the moral situation here. This is an artificial community that was ba- that was forced upon one. And you know, do you have an obligation to that community? And I don't think you necessarily do. Yeah, I I, right. I, th- I think if and, I'm forced into the, the the question, I'll probably take where Mark's coming I mean, from on that. What's that what's sense. to say? I mean, would it be immoral for a person in the boat to say, "I'm not bailing nothing"? But if I, I can get cramps, right? But if I can, but if I can uh, just swim over to my family's boat, then that means all of the other people can swim over to any other boat as well. So I mean, again, it's just these ludicrous scenarios, right? Like you know, you have to pick either or. Like in the in the question of the. Uh, uh, in the in the question of the you know, the train switch, 
you know, I, my choice was to do nothing, not because I wanted to kill the five people, just simply because I felt it would be wrong to engage myself in that situation at all. And Mark's question is good. Like, what obligation do you have to even, you know, assist? Well, what obligation do they have to keep you in the boat? They can then throw you out of the boat as uh, they're well. They're doing something. I'm not doing anything. Um, the, the, the cruise company has an obligation to supply me with a lifeboat, and I'm going to get on that lifeboat. And just because you people happen to be on this lifeboat doesn't give you the ability to throw me off. That's murder. Well, you could float. It's not murder. It's, it's only murder close. if there's sharks in the water, which you should have added that to the scenario. Yeah, they're, they're, you really do need sharks. Right. Had you added sharks to the scenario, it would have prevented me from sharks wanting to get in the water. with lasers. Because if I've got a life raft or if I've got a, a life preserver, I can just go and float in the water and wouldn't have to bail a damn thing out of the boat. All right, well, well I've, got, I've got two, let me play devil's advocate here. Uh, let's okay. go back to the training, because, because you said something that piqued my interest here, Yeah. Uh, that, that you would do nothing. What would you say if I posed that you're in, you say you won't engage yourself in, in pulling the switch or, or not? What would you say to you're making that choice to not pull the switch is engaging yourself. You're there at the switch. Whether you like it or not, you mm-hmm. are there. Would you say that your inaction is not making a choice? Oh, it's a choice. Or almost an action. No, that's a choice. I'd say it's, yeah, I think that there's a strong argument for that. Um, Choosing at the same to do time. nothing is a choice. But, you know, I, the, the, so there's people walking along train tracks and, those people, you know, I don't know if those five people knew what the schedule of the train was. I don't know if the train is supposed to be coming along that track. I don't Maybe know. Maybe they're the suicidal. Person, I don't know if the person who's on the other track is, uh, you know, knows the schedule and believes the train not to be on that track at that time. And then I pull it and I change the whole scenario. I just don't think that I, you know, I mean, there's five people. Get off the train tracks, people, um, is my first, uh, you know, what, what, are you, what are you people thinking about walking along train tracks? It could be you a can't suicidal hear a train. Train coming. cult, uh, but you know, no, I don't have. Um, I, I'm not going to go pulling. To me, that's murder, and I'm not going to murder somebody in order to save five other people. But what if your wife was in the five people? It's going to make the. It's going to make the <laughs> scenario a lot, a lot harder. I can tell yeah, you, no doubt. No doubt. Hey, Why Zach, am I on a train Ian, switch and my Ian. wife is on a train track? <laughs> there's no logic that needs uh, to be applied to this. It's impossible to apply logic to it because there's always so many other choices in real life. Anyway, Zach, go ahead. Well, well, if I may, then if if okay, let's bring this to the the, the real world. Let's let's uh, evacuate the ethics class and go into something a little more down to earth. Uh, this is this is a conundrum that was brought up in my EMT courses. Um, you show up to an accident. Imagine you're both EMTs. You show up to an accident and you immediately recognize that the car belongs to your wife. Uh, fearing the worst, you run over and you realize that she's trapped in the car with another man. She looks at you and manages to say, I'm sorry, before she goes unconscious. You realize that the man next to her, and I hear the music, are we going to a break? Well, hang on for one moment. We'll bring you back here in a moment at 855-450-FREE. I think the suggestion is maybe they were sleeping together or something That like would that. be the suggestion. Uh, and in which case, I would absolutely save them because uh, forgiveness is a fine thing. More coming up here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live, but we'll see where he's going with it. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves even in the remaining moments, which are imminent. 
1-855-450-3733-855-450-FREE. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. We invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there. And uh, something you can do to help Free Talk Live is promote us. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com where you can get a free bumper sticker. You can download web graphics, high-resolution graphics, make your own T-shirts or whatever it is you want to do with them, make your own flyers. Although we have some pre-made flyers there that you can download, print out, or send to your favorite printer. You can uh, get all that stuff and more over at promote.freetalklive.com. And I mentioned that free bumper sticker. We actually got our bumper stickers made through libertystickers.com. Yeah, that's right. I'm just looking at libertystickers.com's website right now, and uh, the top three uh, stickers on their site are... I'm already against the next president. Great news. I saved a bunch of money by switching to Ron Paul and uh, 9mm beats 911 every time. You can go get uh, these uh, uh, the, these great stickers and many others at LibertyStickers.com. <laughs> the next one down says Obama Romney 2012. They agree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever your liberty message is, you can get it out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. Go to LibertyStickers.com. Check them out. Let your voice be heard. Let's go back to Zach listening in Minnesota. Zach, you're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. You were, uh, say, you were creating another scenario for us, one that you were, I guess, uh, posed with while you were in EMT school and that – uh, let me see if I can recount it correctly. You're an EMT. You show up on a scene. It's your wife's car. She's in a wreck, trapped inside with another man. She whispers to you that she's sorry before passing out from exhaustion or loss of blood or whatever. Uh, go ahead. Well, uh, and the, the inference is obvious, but I'll, I'll finish anyway. Um, through the knowledge of your relationship, you realize that this is the man who you suspected she's been having an affair with. Mm. Um Devastated by what she, what you've been, what you've realized. Um, you see your wife is seriously hurt and she needs attention right now. But even if she gets that attention, there's a very high chance that she will die. You look at the seat next to her and see the man. He's bleeding heavily, but he's not, uh, if his bleeding is controlled, he, he will probably live. Oh, I see. That's an interesting uh, twist to it. Now, what would your EMT training tell you to do? You know, go for the man or the woman in this case. Well, well, your your most lowest level of triage comes into play where you attend to the man. Okay. Uh, and and I, I was kind of the troublemaker in class because I, I raised my hand immediately and said, why don't I take one and my partner takes the other? But I got yelled at. That is a great question. Um, <laughs> Obviously, so, you're not you're not supposed to you're supposed to work within the confines of this and and see whether you're or not your emotions would affect the scenario. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, like, in my yeah, circumstance, like, like Ian, I started pointing out the uh, the flaws in the story. But anyway, that that was what we were opposed. And I'd like to get your thoughts. Um, you know, I mean, I I would help. I, I would do what what my you know training says to do. I would try to help the person that uh, you know. I'd try to help. I mean, you know, do I want to be able to to help my wife? You're sure. I I want to be able to help her as much as I can. If what you're saying is that the, I mean, it's your job to save lives. That's the life you've got to save. I'm you know. But if you've got to save one before the other, then you. I'm you've... not so sure. I believe the I'm sorry uh, before somebody passes out. I mean, she wasn't right in the car with the guy. I mean, yeah. that that seems uh, like an, a silly added uh, part of the story. I don't think that that matters to me. Well, if it's your professional assessment that one patient is likely to survive over the other, then it makes sense to choose that patient over the first or over the other. But I wouldn't blame somebody who was in that circumstance for whatever action they took. Zach? All right, well, well, 
I, I guess that was a short conversation. Uh, I, I, I wasn't able to make a real uh, commitment either way on this. Um, it, it's it's easy to say one thing, yeah. But uh, when you're in that situation, sure. uh, yep. I I just I can't say what I would do for sure. So. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to uh, be able to know in advance that you would know for sure that your biases wouldn't immediately, you know, predilect you towards helping uh, helping your wife and not really even accurately assessing in the first place whether or not the other guy would be more likely to live. Maybe you wouldn't even be paying close enough attention to him simply because you would just by nature be more likely to pay attention to your wife and maybe misassess him. So I think it presumes that you'd be able to stay with a clear head and. In a, in a situation like that when many may not be able to. I think the important thing to understand here is that a divorce is going to be far more costly uh, if you save your wife. Oh, God. Thanks for the call, Zach. <laughs> Appreciate hearing from you. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Aaron in Missouri on the implants. Aaron. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Um, earlier you had mentioned uh, decriminalizing marijuana and making it like tomatoes because there's no laws governing the sales of tomatoes. And I have to sadly inform you, there's all kinds of laws governing the growth, uh, transportation, and sale of tomatoes. Really? Now, specifically um, tomatoes? Or? On, on the, specifically tomatoes. And, wow. Um, a lot of them are general guidelines just for vegetables, but there are ones specifically addressing tomatoes. Bad so example, Mark. Can yeah, can't use that one anymore. How long they can be stored for. Um, and... Uh, just think back to a couple years ago where they had that big tomato scare where they ordered like $130 million worth of tomatoes and ordered it destroyed, and then they discovered like two or three weeks later that the tomatoes weren't the problem. It was the lettuce. Uh, jalapenos coming. No, it was actually jalapenos okay. coming out of Mexico that were had uh, E. coli on them. Is what, what the problem was. I so are you a so farmer? Or are, you a tr- are you a farmer, a trucker, a grocer? How, do you, how are you familiar with these laws? Uh, truck driver. Um, I haul a lot of produce. Um, used to run refrigerated and I haul all kinds of produce, so I have to be at least somewhat familiar with them and make sure I keep the product at the right temperature and stuff. So, well, thanks for clearing that up, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Y'all have a good evening. I'll see y'all in February. We'll do. Oh, great. Going to the Liberty awesome. Forum. Thank you, sir. See you then at uh, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum is where you can go to get registered for that. The and truckers keep America moving. They sure do. They are America's cowboys. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you think they're America's cowboys? I mean, what are you t- referring back to those the sort of uh, the seventies when they had their heyday? BJ and the Bear. Convoy? Isn't that what they're called? Is America's uh, America's cowboys? No, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I thought that's what the modern day cowboys. Maybe that's what they're called. Anyway, I appreciate them. Pro- professional drivers actually is what they're cowboys didn't called. have to deal with uh, the commercial division of law enforcement uh, as as like uh, truckers. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, they, the, the government just milks them for anything they can get them on. Hey, how about a little bit of good news to uh, wrap the show out with sure. uh, tonight here? A story from NBCConnecticut.com. You know, we've heard some really bad news out of New London, Connecticut in the past. This is the place where uh, they tried or they did successfully steal property from dozens of landowners and then uh, gave that property over to private corporations. There was a big Supreme Court decision uh, about it, and uh, the Supreme Court did acknowledge that uh, governments have the right to, to take property via eminent domain from anyone they want to and give it to whomever they'd like, not just uh, for so-called public use. They uh, certainly they, have the power if they don't have yeah, the right. They Well, yeah, they did it, and uh, they got away with it, and of course down the line ended up turning out that Pfizer uh, turned high tail and left after a few years, and yeah. the place is a, is a graveyard now. 
Just I mean, not literally tore down those people's houses, gave it to town. Pfizer, and, and Pfizer left town. Yeah, it's a ghost town. So none of the uh, none of it planned out, panned out the way that uh, the New London Development really? Corporation Really? A, a, gover- a government uh, plan that didn't turn out and yeah. nobody's being held responsible? Nope, they failed. They just stole a bunch of property from people and for nothing. So here's the good news out of New London. The day after being sworn in, New London's new mayor issued some executive orders that surprised some city officials, but now he must rescind one of them. One of the executive orders from Mayor Daryl Justin Finzio called on police not to charge a resident with marijuana possession on personal property if the resident did not reach out to the police for help. State prosecutors soon forced Finzio to retreat in his order to police to ignore marijuana use on private property. That's unfortunate. Uh, well, I guess it's kind of good news. It was good news in that the mayor tried to do the right thing. <laughs> state's attorney Michael Regan told the Day of New London that the executive order violates state law, and Finzio doesn't have the authority to direct city officers to look the other way if they see marijuana use on private property. The order said the city has many serious criminal enforcement and protection issues and concerns and limited resources and asked police not to charge residents with possession or drug paraphernalia if they're on their personal property and if the violation occurs on private property and the landowner has not made a complaint or requested police assistance. The mayor said he will abide by the state prosecutor's opinion. They probably threatened him with uh, charges of some sort. For, yeah, sounds uh, like they said it was the, the, the rule that his orders were illegal. Yeah, but instead uh, insisted he does have the authority to allocate police resources. And I think that that's true. I think that uh, many, uh, you know, these city councils can they can hire and fire police chiefs. So look, hey, chief, if you don't want to if you want to keep enforcing this marijuana law, we'll just fire you and replace you with someone who is a member of law enforcement against prohibition. Let's bring Craig on in Ithaca for the final thoughts of the show. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. You've got to go quick, though, like 20 seconds. Yeah, the, uh, you guys are discussing whether or not um, molestation occurs, if, if it's consensual or not. Yes, sir. Uh, there, there is a, a, something called age of consent, and uh, you can't have sex with a 15-year-old. Well, age of consent is a bunch of nonsense uh, because it takes this one arbitrary really? age and suggests that uh, all young people under that certain age was are Loretta unable, Lynn's husband a molester? Yeah, but, but, are unable know, to consent. What, what, Craig, call us back on another night, man. We'd be happy to talk to you about it. Unfortunately, it's the end of this show. But we'll be back tomorrow. You can join us then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.